Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. to the Liberate Yourself podcast. If this is your first transmission, this is a platform where guests and I discuss metaphysical reality and ways to cultivate personal sovereignty in these transitional times. My name is Trista Dedman. I'm coming to you from the glory that is the Pacific Northwest. I put things on hold, understandably, with this massive up-leveling of eclipse season and Mercury retrograde the summer of 2019. I don't think there's anyone that has not gone through a significant shift, either internal or external or both, recently, and we're starting to find our footing again in our new reality. I am endlessly grateful for all the lessons learned, the insight gleaned, and I hope you are doing well and have some newfound clarity for how you're navigating through these changing times. I'm so very excited to share this episode with you as I got a chance to speak with sacred ceremonialist Melanie Tungmar, who shares her wisdom of Gaia and Mother Nature with us from the east coast of Australia. We get into plenty of topics that are beyond words in this one, including how we can use our imagination and intuition to commune with nature, the power of ceremony as we are all awakening, and how healing ourselves heals the collective and the planet to align us with the rest of the galactic community. Melanie was a real pleasure to share space with, and I hope you'll find something to take with you on your next trip into Mother Nature. So let's get to it. <laughs> but that's why I'm so delighted to uh-huh. be talking with you because you're the things that you're sharing really resonate with me because you're you're living and breathing something that I've wanted to explore on the podcast for a while now because it is so much a part of my life and yeah. it is a really int- a really crucial time to be getting back to learning how to be in relationship with Gaia, essentially. Oh, yes, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. It It's definitely the time is now, you know, and um, I mean, it's just another avenue for healing and healing the planet. And there's many different ways, but this is what resonates for me, direct revelation, you know. Yeah. And, and I live on land and I'm here and, you know, there's been years in my life where I've really fought that and, felt like I was FOMO, you know, missing out on all the social and the cultural aspects of things. But now I've sort of like realized that, no, this is, this is my work right now. And I love it. Like Mm. I, I I couldn't really be apart from it for now, you know, things change. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, can you share a little bit about what your most recent journey has been like to getting to this place? And, you know, how did you find yourself here at this moment? Look, the most recent journey was um, the sort of immediate most traumatic transition for me was um, six years ago, the year before I had my son, I started just painting crazily, obsessively. Mm -hmm. And I used to paint when I was much younger. I used to paint sci-fi, realism. You know, I I love, I'm a sci-fi nut and I just... I loved all the old 70s book covers, you know, those oh, yeah. landscape. Cool. So I used to love all that sort of stuff. Um, but this time around I started painting abstract expressionism, just complete colours and and then totems started to make their way in 
symbols and I realised after a while that I was painting how I saw the energies around me and the landscapes and then I knew exactly that was my interpretation. Yeah, that sort of made me realise my connection, my deep, deep connection with nature and also how I see things, how I have this, well, we all do, but it was uncovering that way of seeing things, you know, the energetic yeah. things. Layer of everything. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And then I started um, spending more time out in nature and then really it started like clicking and then I started communing with nature directly, mm. yeah, in a very conscious way. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> right now you're basically – doing ritual into like intuitive rituals and shamanistic practices correct can you explain a little bit about like what you're doing in a typical not a typical day I know they're all different but um because I just I love I mean for one from my perspective you're sharing uh these really lovely rituals um that I would call magical for what it feels like is ways that people can commune with nature in their own way in their own intuitive way like you're not saying okay do it this way but you're you're showing what you're going through what the processes that you're intuitively going through and by that I feel that you are just demonstrating how it can be done for others but how do you contextualize or, or see the work that you're doing right now well, before we start that, can I yeah. just um, take a moment? You can do whatever um, I just you want. Think, <laughs> I just think this is very important because, well, um, in Australia here it's NADOC week, which is sort of the National Aboriginal Cultural Week. Ah. Um, I don't really like using the term Aboriginal, but that's what it's been called. So I just wanted to take a moment to acknowledge the traditional owners of this land that I'm here sitting on. Um, that's the Bunjalung people, the Arakwal and the Jali people. Um, this is their country and I feel very blessed and honoured to be here on this land and sharing in the wisdom of their culture and this land. Mm. So I just wanted to acknowledge that. I really feel <laughs> that. I, I know, yeah. Please, the thank land you. is a big part of my work, so, yeah. I love yeah. it. Thank you very much for giving that context. <laughs> to go back to what you were saying with daily practice or sort of the things that I do, you know, it's very hard to sort of label. I struggle with the terminology because, you know, I I say shamanism and I say Celtic shamanism, but I'm using that as an umbrella term until I can sort of put a label on it. I mean, what what I am interested in for myself and my own health and well-being is and, and Gaia's health and well-being is direct revelation. And that is opening the channels to return to our ancestral wisdom. And that's not just what we think of as Indigenous people, but how we're all Indigenous. Mm-hmm. We all have our, you know, shamanism is one of the oldest spiritual practices of our human selves. So it's returning to those roots and using it as a technology to gain insight, wisdom, and reconnection, connection. And I think Mm. connection might be, it's not quite the right word, nature connection, because I think connection implies two or more things meeting somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know what the right word would be. It would probably be union. I like communion. Or... Communion. It is because we are separate, but we're also melded together. And yeah. I think the the remembering is that connection of our place in this nest of our nest, our home. Mm-hmm. You know, so so I like to do that because I feel like opening these channels and clearing those pathways you start to gain insight wisdom Gaia wisdom and that in turn opens portals to the cosmos because Gaia is a to me is a sentient being mm-hmm. situated in the cosmos an intelligent being and yeah our role is to is reconnection yeah that. I feel the same way because we are waking up to the fact that we are part of a galactic community as, as a planet. It's not just us, (laughs) Um, which we can definitely get into. I just wanted to mention about language. I've been feeling this with almost everything lately. We don't, we may not have the words, especially in the English language yet to fully embody or communicate what it is we we are feeling or we're trying to say so I I just wanted to confirm that I think a lot of us are there and aren't I struggle with this all the time in writing there just aren't the words for it yet I, I really have been feeling like language needs to go through an evolution as well I don't know what that looks like but I feel you and I don't want you to label I, for some reason, I think I've said this before, for some reason I started a podcast to talk about things that are beyond words. And so that's just kind of like <laughs> the nature of it. Yeah, yeah, totally. I completely understand. Like and we can do our be- best, you know, but <laughs> we're not like saying, yes, this is that or, or whatever. It's, it's just really yeah. an open way to sort of discuss these matters and find the words, maybe find the ways of describing it. It is. And it sort of becomes, you know, and we are in a place where we're stepping away from intellectualization as well. So we're beginning to feel into the words more. So you know what I mean and I know what you mean, you know. So it is, language is changing and I think it's starting to incorporate other senses rather than vocal. So, yeah. Yeah, That's a whole other topic, yeah. (laughs) I just wanted to bring that up for a minute. No, that's Um, good. Good. Language is important. Yeah, I don't want anyone to label themselves for sure. But thank you for that. Um, I love that you talk about that you see it as opening channels in Gaia. You know, I would even see it as like becoming conduits for her, right? Yeah, sure. To you know, the rest of to the rest of the universe, and again to the rest of the galactic community, because she is waking up right now. We've talked about this before. We really feel like, yes, um, Gaia herself is a sentient being that is waking up and is raising her consciousness. And we are going along with that and matching, yeah. trying to match yeah. her. I thought that maybe we could both share a little bit because I do try to commune with nature as well as much as possible. What would you say it feels like or how does that communion sort of resonate or hit you in your body like when you're in relationship with I love that you describe how you're in relationship with you know this tree on your property and 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 other trees and and plants what would you describe that as 
that feeling speaking of things that are hard to describe <laughs> yeah yeah but for people yeah, that don't sure. like maybe don't know what exactly we're talking about because yeah. it, it's very esoteric at this point yes <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes for sure I think it can be best explained as in Celtic practice we call it stepping through the veil and it's a space where okay physically colors may appear a bit brighter things may appear more vivid and it sort of has a dreamlike quality and there is a definite transition I don't walk out my door and go, wow, this is amazing and so beautiful. You know, I, I feel kinship with everything around me, but it's when I really focus myself and breathe myself into that dream space, which takes practice, it takes practice, mm -hmm. um, you can enter that realm. I think imagination is a really good portal and creativity is a portal into that realm and that's not to say that it's make-believe at all imagination is another way of knowing it's yes. another intelligence mm -hmm. you know and creativity you know and it doesn't mean you have to be an artist or anything like that just pull from that creative side your dreams how you were as a kid yeah, that's what imagining I was going to say. Things. We did yeah. it very naturally when we were a child. Absolutely. We were there instantly. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And we've had that, the, the current cultural narrative has sort of beaten that out of us. Mm -hmm. But returning to that wisdom of your childhood is a very important factor into entering that dream, that dreamscape, which is communion with nature. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I yeah. feel like um, something that just came to me is that you know, it can be discounted a lot of times, that imagination, because when we were children, sure, we weren't fully formed as an adult, as a human being, as a functioning, uh, you know, human yet. Mm -hmm. But yes. how powerful is it to bring in that, the wisdom of the imagination that we had yes. as children into now that we are fully functioning, you know, autonomous individuals? Like, yeah that's that's the ultimate power I don't know if that makes sense like I feel like maybe it, it's discounted it, because when we use it the most that's when we are oh well you don't know enough or you know you're you're a child you're not like operating yeah. in society at, at a yeah. certain level or whatever if that yeah. makes sense yeah I mean yeah I absolutely understand what you mean I agree with you it's sort of like we have that then we have this trial by fire where it's culture 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 work 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 that's not yeah. real uh, intellectual Cartesian, you know, viewpoint mm -hmm. of the earth separation. And so that trial by fire returning to that brings it a whole new level and a whole new appreciation and beauty because you are consciously involved with it, mm -hmm. you know, and you can direct it and channel it and help others to awaken that, that latent capability within mm. themselves so yeah for sure it's it's a, it's another it is different yeah mm. and it, it is yeah really potent when it does mm. happen yeah I, I have the same feelings when I'm out in nature it takes me like 10 or 15 minutes to really disengage and I feel like because I'm in the northwest the pacific northwest so there's just tons of trees. The biodensity is is immense. There's so many, mostly conifer evergreen trees. Oh, beautiful. Oh, and they're just so cleansing. Yeah. They're so yeah. strong. And they've been, I've just kind of adopted or 
they've adopted me, who knows. But I've just kind of adopted them as like the mother archetype because they are teaching me how to be strong and stable. And really it just takes, for me, it's, it's more like a sensation. I may hear words or whatever, um, or communication, but it's really just this knowing, um, in that communion. Do you, do you agree? It's kind of like that. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. And it comes to people in different ways. Some people hear things. I have not audible words. Sometimes I do. Um, but generally it's a almost a clear sentience, a, a sense. Um, sometimes I hear them talking between themselves but not actual words. I, 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 I think it's like your heart's eye, you know, your heart's eye can, can, can sense those, those mm-hmm. sorts of things. And, oh, it's just um, the thing that we have to break through is our own self-doubt, yes. our own self-questioning. And once you... You know, some a lot of people, many people, everyone, we have that intuitive feeling and that intuitive sense and just we've been taught to disregard it and that is just so important. And it might seem completely crazy, but go with it. You know, yeah. go with it and see what happens. It's an exciting short lifetime we have here. So just go with that adventure of listening to your inner, inner wisdom and your inner words, your inner yeah. intuition. Yeah. Because what's the harm? What's going to happen? What are we afraid exactly. of? <laughs> I started exactly. asking myself that. I'm like, what's the worst that could happen? I'm not going to fall off the cliff. Like, no, no. <laughs> I mean, the worst thing that could happen is, um, you know, people think you're absolutely nuts, but you're not hurting anyone. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you know, uh, I think everyone else is nuts. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's a, it's a really deep trust too, that comes in Have you know, when you develop that trust that, you know, this really is my guiding factor, my guiding voice. I love that you put it, you know, the eye of our heart. I might, I might steal that or not steal it, but put it in my pocket for later. <laughs> That's all right. Take it, take it away. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what, how, what part does the act of ritual play in this kind of work? for you because ritual is something i mean speaking of indig- the indigenous people we're so far removed from a lot of the rituals that were connected with the earth you yeah. know we've been we've been so separated in in modern society from it it's it's like we're within it but and looking at it but we're not very connected to it not naturally i mean naturally yes but not um you know we're not taught yeah, yeah, specifically it, to commune with it and to to have ritual around yeah, we, it. We've lost that instinctiveness to yes. to to do that. Yeah. Well, ritual. Just I think sort of to clarify the definition, uh, ritual is sort of um, a repetitive act that can be done on a daily basis, um, and it may or may not have great significance, and you may or may not attach symbolic meaning to it for example I I wake up in the morning and first thing I do is put on the kettle make a cup of tea and look out the window that's a ritual to me and it has a symbolism because it it makes me feel relaxed and ready for the day so it has that sort of really relaxed essence about it For, for ritual I'm sort of really all over the place I follow my heart quite a bit so I don't really have any rituals I do with nature apart from just go out in it and walk around um, every day. 
but I do ceremony. Ceremony, uh, thank you. That's probably the word that I <laughs> intended. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, it's it's you know they they can be interchangeable on some levels, and yeah. um, but ceremony is that sort of committed act that you do for a special occasion or a special event or something that's happened in your life um, to do. Yeah, to call upon and connect with your community. So. Really, traditionally, ceremony is done with the community in mind, with community as witness, but it doesn't have to be because when you're thinking of sh- in terms of shamanism, you have the gods and the goddesses, the the ancestors, the future generations. They're all there with you, the, el- the elementals, they're all with you, so that's community as well. Mm-hmm. I don't just uh, do ceremony whenever. I, I like to do it when I feel... I'm going through a personal transition and I need support and I also do it as a way of giving thanks to to nature. Everyone has their own way. Normally for me it takes it's it's never spontaneous for me. I plan it because I need to gather the different elements for a ritual and also I think if you take time and plan it, if you take time and plan it it increases the power of it because your intention grows over time of what you're about to do. You know, a lot of people I see, they go out in nature and they create those uh, mandalas out of plants and things. Mm-hmm. That's that's ceremony. That's ceremony. They may or may not call on the other elements, but it's a very um, intentional act that they're doing as a gift to, to Gaia. Mm. You know, and that energy, Gaia eats it up. She loves yeah. it. You know, you don't have to be physically doing something to help her, although that's very important in these times. Mm. She also eats up that energy of reverence. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, amen. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> amen. Amen. And and yeah. So so yeah. Ceremony is is very important to me. I like to do things. I like to call on the elements. Now I'm sort of an old Wiccan. So Mm -hmm. when I was in my twenties, that's sort of the path I went down trying to find my path. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, with Celtic heritage, there are a lot of sort of, um, elements of that in, in intertwined because that is my, my history, my, my ancestry. Mm. Um, so there's a lot of that candles singing. I do do drumming and, um, just get into that space and, and give thanks or call on and ask for direction yeah creating that space in nature having offerings I think in South American countries they have a despacho they use a lot of food to Mm. as as offerings and my other heritage the Thai heritage is food as well a lot of food and a long long time ago blood and all that sort of stuff as well (laughs) but really go down that path so it can be anything just Mm. giving reverence yeah yeah (laughs) I think that Part of the establishing a relationship with the earth is in the elementals is to realize, you know, an esoteric practice or a cult practice, you learn very early on that all of the elements are within us, you know, both spiritually and physically. And to commune with that in nature is bringing in the awareness of the microcosm and macrocosm. Yes. You know, how we, we are a reflection of it. She is a reflection of us, et cetera. And I feel like that's, you know, in my own paradigm, like that's what that communion is all about is realizing that oneness and that there isn't, 
you know, that's one of the ways of realizing there isn't any separation because how could we be separate? We, we are of the same material, you know, we're, we're of the same stuff, essentially. I love that how you describe, because when you were describing ceremony, I was like, yeah, like, like magical ceremony. It's, it's very, very similar. Um, And they go, they go hand in hand, obviously. Yeah. Because with the pagan Wiccan tradition, that is, it's earth magic, you know? It is earth magic, yeah. Um, So it does come very naturally to a lot of people. Oh, yes. And if people start going, oh, well, magic, you know, woohoo. Magic is just just something that science can't explain yet, you know? (laughs) If you want to start about it. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, and I just love what you say about macrocosm and microcosm because that's exactly it. You know, you look at Gaia and she's sick we're sick you know if the you know the the trees I know I know this sounds really trite and sort of a bit cliche but the trees are our lungs the river is our blood whatever is harmed in nature is harmed within us Mm -hmm. and vice versa so I do a lot of things actively as much as I can as as a parent um, in the community to help physically with the earth but I also want to applaud people who are doing all that healing inside because you're not just healing yourself you're healing everyone if you heal yourself it's it's really important um I've had other people comment about navel gazing and just being narcissistic in you know the old paradigm of of that kind of looking at too much into yourself but if we're all connected and we're all one what difference does it make it's it's sort of and we're wounded healers too so I'm lifting you up you're lifting me up I'm falling down you're lifting me up Mm. it's just our human experience this is what we're here to experience and do and it's not easy it's Mm -mm. the tough tough it's a tough school Trista it is (laughs) it's a tough school (laughs) (laughs) but we're here because we can handle it and we're here because we most of us chose we chose to be here yeah um, because we knew that we could be part of this shift and we had something to give and now we have to remember what that is and just go for it mm-hmm. absolutely I yeah that's that's how I bring solace to myself when you know because I can be so future focused and get sort of down like oh why isn't it just here why isn't the age of Aquarius just here you know we're but we're in this <laughs> We're in this bridge time, you know, we're, we're in this overlap time and it's, that's why you see so much discord. It's why there's so much trauma coming to the surface, coming to the light. It's why there's so much healing that needs to happen and why there's so much polarity. It's because those things are being there. It's like this integration time, you know, things are rising. Vibration is rising. Well, that means that, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. No, it means that the old systems need to be, uh, I guess, disempowered would be the correct word. Um, so, so that we can become more empowered in ourselves. And that's the whole reason I feel behind my work, you know, with, that's why I gave this podcast the name of liberate yourself, because I do feel like that's the key because the more that we do the, do the inner work, Mm -hmm. heal the inner child, parent ourselves better learn how to actually live from a place of love like actual the vibration of love the more that we practice doing that 
then this new age, we're going to bring in a new age through that. Yes. Um, that's yeah. what I believe in. And you're right. We were incarnated. We decided to come here at this time. I have said it before, like, I finally, like, make sense in this time period right now. <laughs> before, <laughs> I didn't. Before, I was just ranting about shit and, like, yeah. off on yeah. my tangents and wasn't making any sense. But now, it, oh, okay, this is why I'm here. Do you, yeah. I don't know if you feel the same way. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think um, I know a lot of us, I'm sure a great majority of us have gone through periods of depression, per, you know, lack of purpose, not understanding why we're here, not wanting to be a part of it and not being able to hold the trauma that we see around us. It's it's a bit of a dance, you know. I know that we can fall back into it, but when you remember why you're here and you have purpose, it gives you that extra it is. It's personal sovereignty. You know, it's it's giving you that extra sense of purpose. I've got to liberate myself, yeah, from this illusion. And yeah. I'm connecting with other people who are liberating themselves and we're getting stronger. Our voice is getting stronger. Yeah, sorry, I'm kind of rambling a bit, oh, but I just I got it. so so taken by what you were saying. So. Oh, wonderful. I'm taken by what you're saying. This is all about rambling here, okay? <laughs> I rarely have a linear discussion or thought <laughs> oh god especially at this time I mean you know yeah. Mercury is just doing me for a six this time you know like, yeah <laughs> and I'm a water sign as well so it's just like water 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 <laughs> yep me too All the four <laughs> Uh, what sign are you? I'm Pisces, oh, Sun Pisces. and Mercury yeah. yeah so just out in it all the yeah, time yeah as we do head into this is why I find your work very relevant and and very inspiring and one of the reasons why i you know make nature a part of my what i call my work like it's part of my work because it feeds me because it does inspire i feel like nature holds the pattern that we can build a new way of living or a new society on if that makes any sense like the way that nature works together it networks everyone has plenty there is ample abundance and everything works in this very harmonious organic system. Yes. And if we're part of that, there's no reason that we can't do that as well. And I oh, really feel like that's what we are, what we're moving towards. That's you know? just the most amazing thing. I love that you've said that, you know, Gaia, when I talk about Gaia, I'm not talking about the goddess Gaia, I'm talking about the system, the, the being that is the, our, the planet that we reside mm -hmm. on and in. Um, she provides everything. There is enough food for everyone. She provides shelter for everyone. Even the incredible amount of people that are on the planet at the moment, there is enough for everybody. Yeah. You know, and she provides for our spiritual needs, our creative needs. She provides everything. Anything that is lacking is because of our human systems that are not working mm. and they're about power and, and accumulation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? For a and, few, yeah. 
Yeah, for a, for a few. And there's this real discrepancy because we're not sharing, because we're not connected and we don't see the other as our brother and sister or our kin. We we feel separate. We're in survival, in survival mm-hmm. mode. I've got, I've got to have this, I've got to have this, I've got to have this, take, 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 take. Mm-hmm. And once we go into the systems that Gaia has amazing technology of communication of feeding of everything wow i mean mm-hmm. what a planet hey this yeah. could be <laughs> right y- yeah that's, i feel like that's where it's going that's i i really have this this intuition about you know technology can be demonized but it's really all in how you use it but Excellent. i can really see how technology is allowing these connections between all of us to occur these these new systems of you know resources and currency and the way that we share energy that is outside of that original system we still have to use some frameworks that is what's really interesting it's this again this bridge time where i can really feel like our energy wanting to come together to connect to share Mm-hmm. And we, it's. I know that the systems are just changing to accommodate that. Just the way that we are going to be collaborating together and creating together, the pattern is there. You know, yeah. it, it, it's yeah. not like we are creating something out of nothing. No, it it already exists. It all it yes. always has. It's just yeah. that you're right. There's been this veil mm. over us. This veil of conditioning. And even if we look at the most recent, maybe a shorter timeline, like the most re- the last hundred years, let's say, the industrial era or the rise of the industrial era, the reason we have these systems in place is because big business needed factory workers, you know, yeah. in order to increase profit. Uh, so basically, that's all the education we needed to receive. And that is the type of education that <laughs> we needed to receive. Yeah. Is just to keep these machines going, and by yeah. machine I mean the like the economy and big business, etc. And so, mm. you know, that has just run its course, and mm. I feel like we are at that point where, yeah, these these new, again, like ways of living and work. Like I feel like all of these words need to be redefined. Like working needs to be redefined. Why do we work? Not that we don't need to. I enjoy working. Yeah. But what are we contributing to instead of what are we, you know, why do I have to go to work? Like, because I think I I can't even imagine like being in a regular job right now and (laughs) going to work every day for someone else for something I don't believe in that doesn't fulfill me and satisfy me. The fuck? You know, yeah. it just seems like so boring. It's like, a, why prop up, prop up this system that's just failing, or you know, most right. of it is just, yeah, yeah. And you know, that doesn't mean that when I say things like that, when people say things like that, and I'm, I'm sure you agree with me, it doesn't mean that we are, you know, layabouts and don't want to do anything or contribute. We want to contribute tons. We just, it doesn't work trying to fit this really expansive, loving vibration of, mm-hmm. you know, hu- humanitarianism and, and everyone having enough and abundance and, pr- you know, just progressing as, as yeah. humans. And, and um, yeah. 
Yeah. It doesn't work when you try to fit that. I've always felt this way. When you try to fit it into this very narrow opening or this very narrow system yeah. in order to do yeah. that. Like there's a huge dissonance that that causes. Do you agree? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, this kind of system is an experiment and in the history of humankind, it's been a blink of the eye, Yeah. you know, and it's an experiment that clearly is not working. It's not working. And we can run around being angry and pointing fingers um, and trying to dismantle stuff, but I really think you're absolutely right. It's about building the new. There's a new way of being, and we are at that crossroads where I'm a worker. I work my ass off, you know, and I've always worked. You know, there's times when I've had three jobs at a time because I'm crazy, Mm. but (laughs) I have so much to give, but not it doesn't resonate with this system that's happening right now. And so many people are feeling it. That's why there's so many marches, revolutions going on because people need something different for Mm. this whole thing to function. It is not working, Mm. you know. So we are in the crux of building new systems and I just wish they would release the technology that we do have that is, yeah, you know, there's free the energy. Technology is there. Free, yeah, it's it is there, there. And they're not releasing it. And it's that power thing of holding it back. And it's driving me insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I agree with what you said. It is, it's not about looking to the past and saying, you know, pointing out what is wrong and trying to fix it that way it really is just like turning putting your attention to what can happen and and what is coming down the pipeline and creating that and putting our energy because everything what is it um energy goes where energy flows or you know what's yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) no i i know what you're saying yeah Uh, absolutely we're in this human body we're fallible we get tired And I think that focusing on building the new rather than dismantling the old, when you can show people what there is and they get excited about it, that's when energy starts to really flow in that direction, you know, rather than Mm. the the old paradigm of getting angry and trying to, uh, look, I'm starting to feel like this system is irrelevant. Yes. (laughs) You know? Me too. You know, and there are parts that are well, it is designed, yeah, yes, it is designed to pit us against each other. Some would say, I would say, it is designed to keep us distracted and sick Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. angry and fearful. It gives us only a few options of reality for what reality could be. Yeah. Instead, and and the person that is more taking the mystic path is the one that opts out of all of that and goes looking elsewhere for their own truth. But unfortunately, yeah, the system itself, the re- the reason it's broken is because there is so much polarity and and yeah. duality. Yeah. And yeah, especially right now, I mean, oh yeah, <laughs> we're all making these decisions. So that we can, you know, whatever you want to call it, ascend, raise our vibration, you know, move into a new earth reality. Yeah. I really feel like our choices are 
what is determining the the pathway that we go down, you yeah. know, because some people, I mean, they say, you know, there's so much galactic information and channels that, that come through. And what's being said is that, you know, there literally will be a fifth dimensional earth and a third dimensional earth. And some people will, you know, majority of the population will probably stay in that old system. The systems I feel will probably change, but as far as like the awareness, the information, the, the dimensionality will still be very dense, what we've been used to. And those of us, you know, or light workers or et cetera, that are working with energy and know that there is something else happening, whatever we want to call it, we're making those decisions little by little that add up to, you know, moving into a more fifth dimensional awareness or whatever you want to call it. It's almost like I don't yeah. want to put labels on it because again, I, yeah, circling back around, we do our best to put labels on whatever's happening. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. We're just trying to convey using grunts and, and clicks. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but but um no yeah really look it is about and it comes down to that we create our own reality and what reality do you want and for me being connected to nature and understanding that she is a luminous being she is connected to the cosmos she is love and expansion and acceptance and creativity and just magic I know that is starting to sound really airy fairy but you know that's the reality I choose and and I think for a lot of people who practice shamanism and they're stepping in and out of both those worlds that's why I feel that that kind of path is just perfect and I you see the increase in people interested in earthwork and shamanism because it is embracing the new earth, the new reality, but keeping your feet grounded in this dimension mm-hmm. so we can share and increase the energy around that and more people will start shifting over, yeah. you know. I, okay. Yeah, I mean, that could be one aspect of, of putting it, I, I would say. But, yeah, creating your own reality and moving into another paradigm where things start to fall away. And this is why I am actually, I really do love Instagram and I know that it can be a, a pit of hell if you, if you let know. it be. Yeah, again, but it's how you use it, right? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. you got to have those breaks, you know, before you start going down the rabbit holes. But that technology and connecting us is increasing a vibration and energy, which yeah. is helping to shift things. So it's pretty amazing. It's a pretty amazing time to be around. It really is. And I feel like, you know, it's not just that platform. It just happens to be the one where we, uh, that allows us a certain type of expression. Yes. And and connection. Yeah. And makes things so accessible. Yeah. 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 You can make an entire living just through Instagram. (laughs) 
yeah, yeah, I know. Isn't that's the dream? <laughs> yeah. But, but really, like, you know, back in the early 90s, and that's when I was doing Wicca and I was in high school and mm-hmm. practicing Wicca and trying to find my way. We didn't have the internet, no. you know. Um, we had the one like, like metaphysical bookstore that you had to exa- drive to. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And uh, which I absolutely love. But I spent mm-hmm. a big portion of my younger years feeling really disconnected yes because I had no one to talk to about this stuff yeah I lived in the country so Mm -hmm. it's not like there was I was in the city where there's lots of different groups and tribes that can come together but I just I couldn't talk about this kind of stuff with anyone Mm -hmm. you know my 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 mother who's really far out and wonderful um yeah yeah. that's awesome you had that I couldn't yeah. even do that because my family was, um, so here in the States, you know, the South, my family was very uh, Christian and there was absolutely no, there's no way oh, I could have. Wow. And you were practicing wicked too. Yeah, secretly. I was really oh, good at, at hiding things. Yeah, I had a complete like double life. So yeah, very, very conservative. And wow. there was absolutely, yeah, it was at the very, I was in high school in the late 90s and the internet was just starting to come out, but it was like AOL chat rooms and, and stuff like that. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so just like real lackluster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, you know. yeah. I, I think it is, it's just incredible the amount of connection that we're afforded now that we have and it's, it's just growing exponentially. I'm, yeah. I'm really into it yeah. for sure. And I think also the shine has, has, is starting to go. So we're not all completely enamored with, wow, this is a new technology. We're actually going, wait a minute, what content am I putting up? Yes. I'm not going to just put up stuff for the sake of just being la-di-da anymore. I actually want to share and connect with people. So the shine's gone. We're at this perfect time where we can actually start helping each other and supporting each other with with valuable content. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my feed is like whenever I need just a little, you know, inspiration or to feel better, like I can go to my feed and, you know, curated it to the point where it's like, wow, you know, just reading a few posts from some really stellar beings, uh, puts me back on track or like, okay, yeah, yeah, like all's right with the world. Yeah. Which is not the usual story with social media, but you can make it that way. That's you can. You've you got to curate your feed, baby. You've got to you let do. go of all the jazz that makes you feel crap about yourself. and <laughs> <laughs> Just get the inspiring stuff That's for sure. Right. That's right. <laughs> people doing good stuff out there, lots of people doing good stuff, and it's really, you know, heartening and wonderful, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Since you've you've got the mic, you've got the platform, oh. is there anything else you want to bring up and discuss? No, not really. Um, not really. I'm just doing my thing and I think that I see and I hear and I actually get quite a few messages from people about reconnecting with nature and I think that even people who... Uh, I guess you'd call people connected to the cosmos, star seeds who really work in the cosmic sphere of intelligence. I think a lot of them are being called to put their feet on the earth right mm-hmm. now as well. And we're con- we're starting to create these channels, these conduits, which is really, really beautiful. And what nature connection is 
mostly about is you've got to, you can start with recreation, going camping, going for a bushwalk. But when we start just sitting with nature and creating ceremony, our own ceremony and revelation and talking to mm-hmm. the the trees and the plants, you know, when we start doing that, it becomes a revelatory experience rather than just a recreational experience. And that's when we start shifting into the presence that is Gaia to help elevate or elevate, and I don't like using hierarchical words, but, you know, moving into another dimension. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, spend more time in nature. Yes. <laughs> She's a wonderful healer. <laughs> wonderful teacher, wonderful healer going, going into, yeah, this evolution. I think yes. that she's just a wonderful teacher to show us how to grow and to evolve and to really embody our truth, embody yes. who we are and what we are. 100%. So. Well, my dear, this has been great. Yeah, it's been a great chat, Trista. Thank you so much for having me on here. I was really nervous at the start, but you've got a really nice way about you. Oh, thank you so much. (laughs) I hope so. I used to get really nervous too, and now I'm at a point where I can just kind of chill and be welcoming and, you know, just have a chat. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like have a chin, have a chin wag, right? Have a chin wag. Yeah. Is that is that an Australian colloquialism, or do you guys yes. say it over there too? It is. Have a chin wag. Yeah. <laughs> I just have heard it before, so I like it. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> well, um, real quick though, where can um, if people want to connect with you, how can they do that online? Oh, right. Well, I'm actually building a website. It's not up yet, but um, for now it's just at on uh, the Instagram. So my handle is the sacred door or the underscore sacred underscore door. And Do you know the domain of your website, what it's going to be, where it's going to be at? Um, the sacred door.com.au. Okay. Yeah. But that that's probably going to be a month or two. I don't work on linear timelines. <laughs> no, me neither. <laughs> well, this Thank has you. been a real pleasure. Thank you so very much for sharing the space with me and sharing your work with me. <laughs> My pleasure, Trista. Thank you so much. What a delight Melanie's spirit is. Our conversation had me smiling for days and practicing new forms of communing with Mother Nature. Be sure to connect with her on Instagram at the underscore sacred underscore door to follow her unfolding journey of sacred ceremony. If these are the conversations you're craving during this paradigm shift, I invite you to join a community of benevolent supporters on Patreon. Patrons receive early access to every transmission, as well as astrological readings from me. To find out more and join us in this movement, head over to patreon.com slash liberate yourself. Thanks for listening, everyone, and take care out there.